Hey, everybody. Welcome to Relish This, the nonprofit marketing podcast. I'm your host, Stu Swineford, co-founder at Relish Studio. We're a digital marketing agency geared toward helping Colorado nonprofits thrive. My guest today is Margaret Watts Romney, and she is a great public speaking uh, coach who is the founder of the Master Speaker Lab. And she ran through some really fun and uh, interesting things, um, mindset shifts to help you overcome the fear and the anxiety associated with public speaking. And I hope it's really valuable for you. And here we go. I had the pleasure of, of meeting with you, Margaret, um, a couple weeks ago, and we had a really great conversation, and that led into this idea of, of getting experts together, and I'd like for you to be our expert today, and specifically around uh, you know three things that people, three rules, kind of fundamental rules of public speaking that people should be aware of as they get out in front of, uh, in, in front of, a, of, of an audience, and so... Uh, Margaret, I'll let you kind of take it from here. I'd love to have you tell a little bit of your story, and then and then uh, we can continue our conversation. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Yeah, it's been a pleasure to talk with you. I just remember in our first conversation, Stu, we so were on the same page about storytelling, how important it is and how it's so powerful and really on like a deep human brain emotional need. We have such a huge response to it so being aware of what's your story how are you incorporating people where are you taking them um yeah awesome well I yeah so I prepared just like a few little slides mostly to help me remember (laughs) where I'm going so if you're on if you're listening to this on a podcast I'm sure Stu you can have a pdf of these or something um but and also I'll just be talking through them enough so everything will work out great and um, okay So I was thinking lately about how, I don't know, it's kind of back to school, right? Like here we are talking, it's the day after Labor Day. School is weird this year across the board, but still is. And I'm not in school. I don't have kids in school, but there's such a foundational in my bones (laughs) feeling of like, this is a new start. It's a new beginning. And so what I want to talk about today is just a few like fundamentals, a few foundational principles that I've, that I like thinking about and talking about and working with my clients on with public speaking. First one is my motto. Speakership is leadership. And what I mean by this is when you're speaking, you're leading people, whether you want to or not, whether you're ready to or not. If you get up on the stage or if you start a conversation and you're full of insecurity and your body language is all hunched and closed together and you really don't want to be there, you have just led your audience to a place, whether you were ready to or not, you just led them somewhere. Likewise, when you're speaking and you feel that sense of confidence and you're really clear on your message, you really have a vision in your mind of the gift you want to give them or the transition you want to move through with them, all of that clarity, all of that deep knowledge and confidence, your audience feels that as well. So, yeah, so I like to say speakership is leadership whether you're ready to or not. Love it. That's awesome. Nice. Yep. And the second thing I want to 
talk about is that the audience is the hero. I think that when we're up on stage, we can so get caught up in our own head. I've done that so many times. Like, oh, they're thinking, what do they think of my stuttering? What if I said the word um too much? Oh my gosh, my black top doesn't really match the same black as my pants. And the truth is the audience is in it for them. And also you have an opportunity to think of the audience as a hero. You have an opportunity to take them to a new place. You have an idea, you have a message and your job as the speaker, your job as the leader of that room is to help empower that audience to a new place. Your ideas, your message are kind of a superpower that you have to give them and that they can take into their lives, into their world afterwards and change it somehow. I know, Stu, this is something you think about and talk about a lot in your work as well. Yeah, we, we talk about um, positioning. One should position themselves in a marketing standpoint as the guide and your client or your potential customer. They're the hero in this in this journey. And similarly, um, you know, for us, as we're as we're being the guide from a marketing standpoint with our clients, um, we tr- try and get them uh, to wrap their heads around the same idea where, you know, their product or their service is actually, um, they become the, the guide in that story with their own uh, audience and, uh, and really allowing the audience to, to leverage that ego that, that we all have that wants to be the, the star of the story and just bring everything back. And you become this person that's helping that hero, you know, cross this chasm of, of anxiety or, or, um, you know, information gap or some sort of product that they need, like that's gets them across this, this giant scary thing to, uh, to a future state of, of excellence. Yeah, I know. And one thing I know you and I have in common is a, um, a focus or a soft spot for nonprofits. And I find that with nonprofit work, it can be, I mean, the nonprofit is, is so, is, is doing heroic work. And there's a tricky thing where the nonprofit still, as they're speaking to their audience, as they're speaking to their donors or their stakeholders, somehow they need to shift their rhetoric. So they are empowering the people they're speaking to. So they're inviting people to join the, to join them in being heroes. Somehow it's not just, well, give us money and support to do the great things we're doing. Like, no, what's in it for them? What are you empowering everyone else to do by joining with your mission? It's kind of a, it's a, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Nonprofits have the added challenges that they usually have more than a single audience. And so trying to figure out how to maneuver all of those stories sort of in, in one space in order to get all of those different audiences and, 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 you know, persona types engaged, um, is, is a real, it's a real challenge. Um, you know, one of the things that we talk about with nonprofits, particularly in the, in the fundraising pieces, if there's a way to tie that to a really strong emotion and an experience as opposed to a value, like a price tag. And this goes into uh, a lot of nonprofits are having, you know, online auctions and things like that at this, at this stage of the game. And, um, and really trying to come up with items to be, 
fundraising on that are very experiential oriented and particularly around children in terms of if you can get people to think about how cool this would be to get my kid to do X, Y, and Z, they, they're willing to, to donate or spend way more on an auction item, uh, that has that kind of emotional punch than, um, than just, you know, a, a picnic set or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's brilliant. That's a great topic. I love that idea of getting people more involved and that's another powerful part of speaking um, and portraying your message. It sounds like we both touch on with really, how do you incorporate more senses? How do you incorporate more? It's not just a brain thing with a number. It's it, but it's also the emotion. It's also the experience. Mm-hmm. And how do you get those messages so much richer by incorporating more parts of the human experience, more parts of the brain? That's great. I love that. Nice. And um, yeah, so just just keeping in mind that the audience is the hero and not ourselves, even though we kind of feel like all the attention is on us. People in the audience still are thinking about themselves. It's our job as a speaker to really walk that person to the unknown world, walk them from where they are right now into into an unknown and special world. Okay, my last idea of my three that I wanted to talk about today is whatever is going on, there are sensations that happen in your body before you speak and when you're speaking. And lots of times people call this nerves, they call it um, like they just hate that feeling. I have a little story to tell about this. So there's a speaker, Lara Lara Hockenberry, who was speaking at TEDx Boulder a few years ago, and she had never given a talk in public before. And here she was the night of TEDx Boulder standing on the Mackey theater. Actually, she and I were backstage. She was about to go on and speak to a sold out crowd of 2,200 people. And she was so ready. She was so prepared. We've been in speaker workshops for months. She loved this topic, her, the, the message she was going to share And I walk backstage and I saw her and her face was flushed pink. And she was kind of breathing a little bit differently. And she's kind of, kind of moving around. And I was like, Laura, how are you? What's going on? And she's like, oh, I'm great. My body's just getting ready to be awesome. And that is exactly it. Her body was going through this huge stage, this huge shift about to go do this big thing she'd never done before. And she could feel the heart palpitations. She could feel the interesting sensations in her stomach. She could feel like her brain feeling, sometimes people feel fuzzy, sometimes they're clear. She could, and she just named them as something else. She didn't say, I am freaked out. She didn't say, I'm nervous. She said, my body is getting ready to be awesome. And that is what happens. Whatever you're going to go do, whenever you go speak in a high stakes situation, there will be sensations. Your body does have to go to a more elevated state. And you have a chance and a choice for how you're going to interpret those sensations. There's a story Simon Sinek was 
was trying to wrap his head around this concept. And he went and interviewed a bunch of Olympic athletes right before they performed. And everyone, he said, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? How are you feeling? And to one, they all said, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. (coughs) And they had trained themselves to interpret those same sensations as excitement. Well, it's and, cool to spin that as a positive versus a negative. And I think just using that language is so powerful. Um, you know, it reminds me of the first podcast I was on and I, I was out in San Diego visiting a friend and um, these guys that I knew had a podcast and they invited me on the show while I was out there and I went and sat with them and it wasn't high stakes or anything. It was just the first time I'd done it. So I was, you know, nervous and didn't really know what to expect. And, <laughs> and it was a completely casual, calm conversation. And, you know, they were stand up dudes and it wasn't high pressure. And, and I was, I like broke out in like a flop sweat and I was like shivering. And at one point during, the, during the thing, they're like, are you, are you cold? Do you need a jacket or something? I'm like, no, nah, just, you know, I'm all good. But I, I think if I'd had that ability or that, that insight to just flip it from a, from this negative that I was experiencing to a positive emotion or a positive feeling, um, that, that it might've just passed instead of, you know, kind of dominated my thoughts. Yeah, exactly. It can be overwhelming. And so knowing, so that's a little bit of a help beforehand. If you know beforehand, this is what's going to happen. My body is going to go through these changes. Okay. Okay. What am I going to do with that? And um, just a note that you and I don't have very long here on our conversation to go into all this. And so if people are wanting more, um, I to let's see. Next week, I'm doing a, I have an open office hours every single Tuesday at three o'clock. It's free. And we go, we've got some more time to dive into these. And so next week at Tuesday at three, I'm going through my three, two, one prep system for when you're, if you had known Stu, like you could feel it before that podcast started, like, okay, here it comes. How I've got some like rituals and, um, that sounds more religious than I meant it to. I've got some <laughs> patterns to a little system, a warm up regimen to kind of help. All right, this is what's going on. Get our nerves under control and and move forward like that. So um, there's information. I hope that Vegas nerve uh, exercise that you shared in one of your very helpful um what would you call those webinars, I guess, um, is in there because that's super helpful. Um, it's pretty cool. That's great. Yeah. I've got, there's a little bit of Vegas nerve stuff in there. I think you're talking, I think I, I, you jumped into one of my mini courses on, I think it was mine. Was it mindset? Mindset. Yeah. 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 That was there, there. It touches on that too. There's so much here. That's one thing that I've, um, realized lately especially post COVID, like I've got so many ideas to share with people, just little nuggets here and there that are bite-sized that you can take and chew on and incorporate in your own life and your own speaking. So I've been doing these open office hours and making little mini courses so that people can really devise their own plan. What do I need with my speaking right now? Oh, I need to tell a story. Oh, I need a little bit about mindset. Oh, I need to connect with my audience. Yeah, that's great. We're all there. Yeah. Excellent. 
Those are some ideas. Well, the, yeah, the things that I love about what you're doing in terms of these mini courses, and I would encourage everyone out there to go and check them out. Um, and where can they find those, Margaret? So my website is masterspeakerlab.com. And Great. that's where you can find all of the mini courses and, yeah, other information there. So I used to be a telemark skier. I've switched to AT as, my, as I've aged a little bit. But um, I used to be able to ski with some really hotshot skiers, and they would give me tips. And, and at some point in time, you would have so many different things that you were supposed to be thinking about at any given time that it would, be, that would get overwhelming. But once I realized exactly what was going on, it was so powerful to have all of these little arrows in your quiver that you could go to and, and focus and drill on just one of those things for, you know, maybe half a day or even a couple of runs, just think about one thing. And then you would get that and it would be back here in the back of your mind and it would become second nature. And so it would, you know, it would automatically kind of come up as you were drilling something else. And so, um, so it's really cool to have all these little bitty like nuggets of, of things that you can just notice that, that they're happening. I think, you know, that's the first step of anything is just paying attention and, and recognizing the sensation like, Oh, I'm doing that thing again. And, you know, not, not chastise yourself for doing it, but, but congratulate yourself for noticing. And then you can actually pull back and, and not do that for uh, some period of time until you recognize that you're doing it again. But the, the duration, <laughs> the duration in between those lapses starts to, starts to, you know, expand, right? Like, you know, at, at one point it's like, Oh, I find myself doing the same activity every 30 minutes and then it's an hour and then it's a day. And, and that's just how we get better is just, you know, t taking the time to, to, to get these skills, that, you know, you are so awesome to provide for, for us in terms of all these little, little tricks, but it's, uh, it's really powerful stuff. Yeah. You've totally seen the vision of it. Cause what I see with speaking is it's such a long-term skill, anything that we're doing that's, you know, our body and our mind, you can't just, you can't be transformed in a two day boot camp. You, it takes time. And so, yeah, your background was skiing. My background was in was in music, and you need to get the repetitions. You need to focus on one little idea and incorporate that into what you're doing. And yeah, okay. And now, what am I ready for next? So I'm so glad you see the vision of that. I'm just so pleased. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like I think Bruce Lee said, you to become a, a a master in karate or kung fu or whatever he was a master in. You don't you don't want to learn 10,000 kicks. You want to, you don't want to practice 10,000 kicks. You want to practice one kick 10,000 times or something like that. I'm, I may be getting that a little bit wrong, but, but I think that it's right. You know, you learn to play that perfect C note. And once you have that dialed, then you move on to another note and then you're going to screw the C note up again. But you know, you have this base that you can continue to build on and, and uh, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. There's a there's a book that's really popular right now called Atomic Habits. And there's a quote in there that I like a lot. It says, we don't rise to the level of our goals. We fall to the level of our systems. And so what system you have in place? So that's, yeah. So I have membership groups and mastermind groups that we're, we're the system. Let's be the system for each other and keep supporting each other to keep going, to keep being aware of your speaking 
keep looking at how can you serve your audience better and yeah, keep developing and growing. That's, that's great. Um, tell us your URL one more time and I really appreciate you being yeah. on the show. You bet. So I'm at masterspeakerlab.com. Fantastic. Well, thank you again for, for uh, hopping on a call today and I'm going to share this out and uh, this is great stuff. Beautiful. Me too. Thank you so much, Stu. All right. There you have it. Another episode of Relish This, the nonprofit marketing podcast. If you want to continue the conversation and see how we can unearth some gold for your organization, head over to relishstudio.com slash podcast to sign up to be a guest on the show. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon with another episode of Relish This.